I've always, um, really, I've always felt God's presence in my life. I remember being a young child and and just kind of a, a hedge of protection around me, I guess. Uh, I, I've never really felt like God was not with me. Um, that doesn't always... I wasn't always giving my all to him, but I always felt his his protection around me, um, even even as a young child. And I was born um, when I was born. My family attended a Lutheran church, and so I was baptized there as a baby. We attended a Lutheran church until I was um, probably in fourth or fifth grade um, we started going to to uh, a baptist church and we moved to a different a different part of town and uh really felt led to make make a public profession and um did that when i was 11 years old and, and was baptized then um and again i i never felt abandoned or I never felt like God wasn't there but I, I knew I needed to make a personal choice to follow him and, and to make a conscious choice and to make that public and make that known um, but I, I wouldn't say a whole lot changed I wasn't was not a, a troublemaking kid or anything um, for for the most part other than what I would say normal stuff that all kids do um, so uh, you, I, I did not have a, a great revelation and a, a great um, uh, difference in, in what I was doing by and large because, um, you know, I kind of um, kind of do, was doing the right thing and, and not being in trouble. And as I grew older and, and really probably, I don't know, from about the age of 16, 16, 17, 18, um, I, I just kind of felt God saying, you need to do more. You know, you're, maybe I was on cruise control, maybe is a good way to describe it. I, I could feel God. I, I knew God. I prayed, you know, um, when it was convenient, maybe, or, or, uh, you know, lay lay down in bed and say a quick prayer before I fell asleep or something like that. Um, you know, good good things to do, but not dedicated in the way that I, I should have been. And I really felt God telling me, "You need to do more." You know, I I, I want a relationship with you. I don't want you to to just know who I am. I I want you to follow me. And, and really be connected to me and, and not just um, be an acquaintance. So, you know, I started um, becoming more serious with my faith and and, and um, attended a youth conference and really uh, heard, heard a great speaker by the name of Josh McDowell at that time. And, man, the Spirit just hit me that night, and I, I was... 18 years old or, or about to be 18 years old and um, just really felt convicted and, and really at that point really dedicated my life to following God after responding at that conference. Uh, 
And I also joined the Army um, right after that conference, not not long after that conference, actually. And that, that really uh, was the first time I left home, um, first time I was really on my own. And, uh, you know, I, I was very independent uh, through high school and stuff. Um, you know, my mom let me be independent because I wasn't getting in trouble or anything. And single mom raising three boys, it was kind of tough on her at times, um, you know, giving up things um, to to raise us. So uh, as long as I wasn't goofing off or, or you know, doing anything real knuckleheaded, she, she kind of let me do my own thing and so so I had an independent spirit, thought leaving home would be nothing. But when when I left for the Army, I uh, went to Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri to do basic training. And that, that will, I, I remember being homesick, and I had never been homesick before. And all I wanted to do was call home and, and talk to my mom, which which was humbling for me, but... but um, Leaving the army, I you know just dedicated my life, rededicated my life to God, and and that's really where it sunk in because it was um, out in the big wide world by myself, just me and God, and I had no one else uh, to to depend on, to lean on, to to help me carry the the burdens and the stress that I was under at the time. And um, looking back, that is. A time where I was really solidified in my faith and after the first couple weeks I loved it I loved being there I I remember we would go on road marches and do that kind of stuff and people are struggling and and crying and and they just really don't like it and I had a little Bible that I got the first or second day I was was there um, a little Gideon Bible that was just on a table in the in processing center. They had several Bibles out, and I picked it up and I carried it in my pocket every single day. And we'd go on road marches or whatever we were doing, and man, I'd just pull the Bible out and and start reading um, verses from it, singing. It had some songs in the back. I'd sing the sing the songs quietly to myself, and I just loved it. And it. it God was speaking to me so much then and, and um, really showed me that he was all I needed if I was serious about my relationship with him. So that, so that went on. There, we actually, there were a couple guys who we did a Bible study. We would get up early, which we were already getting up early and sleep deprived, but we would get up um, a little bit earlier and have a, a quick Bible study um, when I was there at Fort Leonard Wood and that was just again a way of God showing me that his his people are everywhere and the body of Christ is um, there to help carry those burdens even though I haven't seen those guys since um, but God put them put us all there together to to help each other and to strengthen that relationship with him um fast forward a little bit uh got married 
was uh, still doing the Army part-time in the reserves and, and uh, probably had one of the biggest God moments of my life. Um, we were newlyweds. I had a a job that I loved, but it was, you know, not a, a high-paying job. We were kind of what I think of as newly or typical of newlyweds of we had each other and that was about it we didn't make much money we were broke but we were happy and uh didn't really want for for much um but i i had a feeling god was telling me to to quit the job i had and i talked to my wife christy about it some and and she's like hey well you know just get a new job before you quit that one i don't i don't really care um you know, a common sense answer, but I ignored it for, for months. And, you know, I would kind of feel that tug and, and, you know, have the thought in my head of you need to leave this job. But I thought it was crazy because I loved it. I loved what I was doing. We prayed at work. Um, you, we were a small company and uh, I had great mentorship for my, for my bosses and, um professionally and as a christian and and just praying and man we could lift each other up in that and i, I was like there's nowhere else i'm gonna find that's as good as this but i just kept for months and months and months feeling that that pull and hearing that voice of of you know this is not where you're supposed to be and so one day I'm driving to work and, you know, Christy and I had talked about this a couple of times in passing and, um, you know, I wasn't a huge talker anyway and was still learning through that of being married and how to communicate. And um, so we, I kind of just kept putting it off. And um, one day driving to work, it was an almost audible voice from God and I'd never experienced anything like that before or since saying quit your job today and I was I mean I'm on the interstate kind of scared like what in the world is is going on and I mean it was such a powerful thing I could not ignore it I mean it was um crazy it was crazy just a, I mean to it was like he was sitting in the back seat of the car and so I walked in and I'm told my bosses they they kind of sat next to each other so when I would walk in the door they would both just kind of wheel around and I said guys I, I, I can't explain this but I, I I gotta quit I don't have another job I, I I'm not going anywhere else but um, I, God's telling me I need to quit and they were confused, and I was confused, and I didn't really have any answers for them. But um, I said, I'm going to go talk to my pastor and talk to my wife, and I'll come back um, tomorrow, and we can do whatever we need to do. So I went home and, and walked in the front door, and Christy was still there. And she's like, are you okay? Is something wrong? And I had to look at her, and I was kind of nervous and scared and embarrassed or what I was like well I just quit my job and she she 
very good and loving and supporting and said, all right, well, I guess you need to find something else. And then she, she left for work soon after that. And this was in the days of want ads in the paper still. So, you know, I started the process of doing, doing that on the job search and going through the want ads and making phone calls and resumes and applications and all that kind of headache and had the opportunity to um, do some extra army work that I would not have had had I been working. Um, it was in the middle of the week. Part of my job in the army was to jump out of airplanes, um, which I greatly enjoyed. And so got a call for, from my army boss and said, hey, we got a, a jump this coming Wednesday if you want in. And I said, yeah, I'm not doing anything. I'll, I'll would love to do that. And just so happens I, I broke my leg on that jump. Um, pretty severe break of my, my lower leg, um, both bones in my lower leg. and Had to have surgery, had to have um, a metal rod put in my, my leg from my knee to my ankle and a couple screws in the top and bottom to hold it. And uh, couldn't walk for, for several weeks. Um, and then couldn't uh, a long rehab process a after that so here I am I had just quit my job we didn't really have savings or anything um, you know just being newly married and Christy couldn't work after I broke my leg for several months because she had to take care of me and take me back and forth to doctor's appointments and therapy visits and carry me to the bathroom and um, carry me to the bedroom after a few weeks because the first few weeks I just stayed on the couch. Um, so we had no money coming in. House note, all the regular bills that you would pay, um, no, no savings. And we never had to take a loan. We never had... Um, it, it was kind of weird. We never really got in a financial crunch. I mean, we felt it. We knew that we didn't have money coming in, but God always provided something for us. And it, it was um, probably two months or so. After about two months, Christy went back to work. But, you know, she, she didn't make much money. She had a... Um, a part-time job and it was about four or five months five months before I was able to go back to work and um, find you know got a job and got God provided <laughs> I, I, I went to uh, get cleared by the doctor and they took an x-ray and um, I asked if I could have a copy of the x-ray because it showed the middle rod in my leg. and He gave me one, and I just thought it was cool. So I went back to uh, an old job I had. I was going there to show off my x-ray to some of my friends that work there still. and um, Walked in the door, and one of the managers said, Hey, what are you doing? And I said, Nothing. You know, I just got released to kind of go back to work and... Um, walk without crutches and all this kind of stuff and he said well we'd love to have you back here if you would want to come back 
So, you know, during that five-month period, God provided um, everything we needed without um, putting a burden on anyone else or, or, you know, our church family at the time, the pastor would call and say, hey, do we need to take up a love offering or anything? And I just remember telling them, no, we're good right now. If something changes, I'll let you know. And, um, you know, God, through that entire... Going through it, I really didn't see it at the time. But as soon as it was over, I looked back and it's like, God showed me, look, I've been carrying you this entire time. I've been carrying you your entire life. It's time for you to be really serious about following me and being dedicated to me. And that really changed my life, took my spiritual life to a new level. You know, I, I had stepped up mind you know as as I grew older but that was kind of going to a real big boy step of God's in control and he has a plan and he feeds the birds of the air and he's going to take care of us he's not going to abandon us and that's just been such a big point of strength um for me the last um 15 years it was 15 years ago 2004 when I broke my leg and for the last 15 years just my mindset has been different and how I follow God and how I trust God and I wasn't a big wor worrier before that you know I, I'm pretty low stress and, and things roll off but ever since then I mean I stress almost none over anything um, and no one is ever super, uh, uh, no one is ever totally worry-free. We all have stressful things, but there is so little that stresses me out because of the way God carried me through that. Um, now my wife might say, I, I need to stress more over some things, um, but I just have a simple faith that God is in control and God is going to provide. And it doesn't have to be a big grand um, ideology that's um, crazy and hard to understand. We are part of God's family and he has adopted us and he's going to take care of us if we have a relationship with him. And I mean, there are more stories I could tell um, but that is really probably the most um, profound story I have with God. And he has carried me through so many more things, traveling the world, being in unfriendly places, being in war zones, being um, separated from family for long periods, experiencing him in different churches in different countries in different ways and you know I may have a bad attitude about something but he always pulls me back knowing that he is in control he um, has a plan it's not just us wandering the world um, you know and, and he'll pick us up at the end of our life he has an orchestrated thought out plan for me and for each one of us.
Thank you for listening to GPS to God. Please leave us a rating on iTunes and also subscribe on YouTube and hit the bell if you'd like to receive notifications when new episodes air.